0: been 25 years since uh, doggy style landed and changed hip hop i don't think that's hyperbole that changed the game now in 2018 snoop is a television star he is a gospel best-selling artist and he's a grandfather he's also a thespian He is appearing in a show based on his life called redemption of a dog and i was lucky enough to grab a chat with the dog father here he is I'm Jill Hopkins with Vocalo Radio, and I'm sitting here with the capital L legend, Snoop D-O-double-G. It's plenty to celebrate this week. Doggy Style turns 25. The Mm. show uh, Redemption of a Dog is here in Chicago on his birthday. And he's got a cookbook coming out to continue the long tradition of rappers who cook. Thank you for joining (laughs) me on the show today, Snoop.
1: Right. Tradition of rappers that cook, huh?
0: I spoke to Prodigy. The late great prodigy right. about his uh, cookbook, Commissary Kitchen, and that was kind of born out of his need to make healthy food for himself in prison because he right. had sickle cell.
1: Right.
0: What was Crook to Cook
1: born out of? Uh, it was born out of me just you know finding my craft as a as a chef and you know being a crook as a youngster and now being a cook and being able to put together cuisine meals and putting together things that make you feel good and and, and that are good for you and not going to school for it not getting a license for it, not taking classes for it, but just freestyling and figuring it out and getting it right. So that's why I say from crook to cook, because you can do anything in life. You don't have to have a degree. You just got to have your game gun loaded and no one understand what you want to do and research and study. The more studying you do, the better you'll be.
0: That's what I did. That's what I did, and I still found myself in debt. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to I get back in the, uh, the way back Machine. There are grown-ass adults with children who in 2018 have never known a life without snoop mm. that is true some of these children might have been conceived to your music
1: wow <laughs> so we got some snoop babies that's made off of my music
0: i mean maybe there's some little calvins running around I just know, in tribute. Right. say that then. i like that
1: part <laughs> i have met a lot of calvins though for real
0: How does it feel to have this kind of multi-generational influence after a career like yours
1: it feels good because when you do it you don't you know initially do it for that you just do it because you're a youngster and you feel good about what you're doing and you stand on it and you you have your rules and regulations and your values and then as time goes on you continue to do that and then people follow you and they love you and they grow with you and the amazing part that i love is that my fans have grown with me so if i was 19 when i started making records and one of my fans was 30 and now I'm 46, about to be 47, and one of my fans is 60 some years old. It makes me feel good to know that they stayed with me, that they didn't, they didn't fall off, they stayed all the way down.
0: You have some of the most loyal fans in, in not just hip-hop, but in music. What's one of the, the stranger encounters you've had over the years?
1: I don't know the name of this group, <laughs> but it was like a, a satanic group, and I was uh, somewhere in London or something and we was playing gospel music, the Clark sisters, and they was on the same show with us. Somebody was like, God, they want to take a picture with you. And when they walked in the dressing room, the gospel music was playing, and they came in looking like straight devil's had <laughs> paint all on their face, looking like Satan's best friend. And it was a crazy moment because the music was playing, we was taking pictures, and the homies was looking like, this is, this is, this is a great ba- battle between God and the devil is going down right now. That moment was so uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's great to, I guess, know that even
0: people who you wouldn't paint as hip-hop fans still are down right. with Snoop.
1: That's the crazy part is that my fan base goes from four-year-olds to 85-year-olds. And it, it's it's amazing because some people like, I got celebrities that have older grandparents, and they'll be like, man, my grandmother loves you. She 90-something years old. Can you say something to her? <laughs> And I'd be like Facetime her real quick. And granny be in there. Did that Snoop Dogg? <laughs> Boy, I love me some Snoop. Dogg. I'm like, yo, Grandma love me like. What did I do? <laughs> to make your grandma love me like that. I never made a song for you granny why,
0: why are you sitting here acting like there's not grannies out here that are closet freaks from the day?
1: I'm just saying you know <laughs> when you initially think in your mind when you write. I'm not writing this for grandma <laughs> I'm writing this for the young ladies and then grandma like it. Hold on now granny time out. Where's my uncle? Maybe you
0: awoke something in them that they mm, didn't know they struggled. Shake a leg granny cut it out. <laughs> I want to talk more about this, uh, this Gospel music and I'm not gonna call it a phase because that is simply not true. No. I think anybody who's Surprised that you would dip your toe into gospel a hasn't been paying attention to your ability to reinvent right. yourself And B has clearly never talked to a black musician because that lives in us period Can you tell me about you know your granny and her turning you on to this and you wanting to keep that? With you and share it with your fans
1: man My granny played nothing but good great gospel music as I was a kid She played it every day though it wasn't just on Sundays you walk in her house I saw you hearing is gospel music so you got to understand those vocalists and the arrangement and the sound of it and the, the fast songs and the slow songs and the the the, the hymn songs from back in the days, Jordan River and um Take Me to the Water and all these kinda of songs. But it's like my grandmother never heard none of my music. Hmm. Because my music, how could you play this for your grandmama that's a church lady? I'm talking yeah. about she's invested in church like Church, church, church. Yep. Watch Jimmy Swagger when she come home seven days a week. <laughs> and telling me, Jimmy got to raise $3 million today, so I'm going to go on to send him this money so he can get it. What? <laughs> Jimmy got to raise $3 million a day, and you finna send something in to him? Man, please. So oh, I wanted to make a record. Exactly. So I wanted to make a record that she could be proud of, her friends could be proud of, my mother's still alive so my mother can be proud of, because my mother and my grandmother always fought for me like with the church. The church would always be like, how is this your son or your grandson? And he making this kind of music and he living this kind of life. And my mother and grandmother would always say, he's covered. We prayed for him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He's, he's He's been saved. So that was always in my head. Like, what am I going to do to show them that, that I'm actually living by what they put in me? There's only one way to do it. Take all my fame and my success and wrap it up in a gospel album. I love that. And put God on on, on front street instead of putting him... In the back when we win an award, I want to thank God. Nah, hold on. Give it to him before you win an award. Even if you don't win one, give it to him. It shouldn't even be about the award. Just give him one because he gave you all of that. Give him the one that's the most important When Everybody watching me right now, what did I give him? The Bible of Love. I didn't give him no gangster shit. I didn't give him no ignorant music. I gave him something to think on like, man, if he can... Can find that maybe we could find that because I remember when he first came out, he was fighting a murder case. He was with death row. He mm-hmm. was this. Now look at him now: family man, grandfather, football coach, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you have to wanna got to do it. Yeah, that's what one of my players told me. He said, "You gotta wanna got to do it." I'm like, I don't understand that. You have to wanna got to do it. First of all, you gotta wanna do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when you wanna do it, you got to do it. So it's like you got to moon I got to do. It. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense when I heard it, but now it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, it's a process. Why? Right. It is a process. Trust it. And, and this devotion to the church, this devotion to your family kind of leads us to redemption yes. of dog. This is a continuing... Uh, a long tradition of kind of faith-based black theater. Mm. There is not a single person who lives in the city who has not heard on a TV commercial watching something unrelated I can do bad all by myself (laughs) at the New Regal Theater. This is right up there with that. Tell me about how important it was to you to showcase the layers of Snoop Dogg in this way.
1: Well I feel like plays are the best way to reach your mass audience because you get a chance to show everything that you got. You can act, you can sing, you can dance, you can be emotional, you can be funny, you can be serious. And for me going to plays as a kid and as an adult and watching, seeing and knowing like, this is challenging for me. Mm -hmm. This could really diversify my portfolio. This could really take me to another level. And at the same time, for the type of message I'm delivering, it's perfect. I can't do this message in that world i can only do it in the play world because the play world will bring the mass audiences that need to see this Mm -hmm. whether it's the church crowd the street people the mothers the single parents whatever it is this is made for you and there's an audience that loves these types of messages and scenarios especially from an artist like myself jacari has told me that i'm the first artist of this magnitude to actually do a play so this is groundbreaking for all of us not even knowing that I just wanted to get my story off, and to get my story off, that makes it more entertaining that Snoop Dogg is a big artist that's stepping down to do plays. I think I'm stepping up yeah, because this is way more challenging than rap. Rap, I just hold the mic and walk around and let the dancers dance and bells <laughs> and whistles, but all this is on me now. Uh,
0: tell me about Snoop the actor when you show up for your call.
1: Well, when I show up to my call as an actor, I'm, uh, I'm funny. I like to have fun. I like to keep the set moving and jumping, but I'm probably one of the most professional on the job. I know all of my lines. I'm on point. I know where to be, how to do, and I'm also helping. I'm I'm a helping hand. I'm not just selfish. I'm about the team. I'm about making sure that everybody is on point because if you don't look good, I don't look good.
0: Snoop is, uh, of course, uh, performing in Redemption of a Dog. That's this weekend at the Eric Crown Theater. Thank and you,
1: you know that's my birthday, right? I
0: do know what's your birthday. What you got planned? You want to go get some drinks or something?
1: Yeah, we <laughs> should do that. We, I'm going to bring the smoke. You bring the drink.
0: Okay. That seems like a really good deal. I'm into it. And I'll don't bring
1: there. no thank. We're just going to drink <laughs> and smoke.
0: <laughs> Snoop Dogg, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, baby. Appreciate the love.